Hello everyone. Uh, welcome to ELI, the place where you get your daily dose of inspiration for entrepreneurship. And today we have with us uh, Mr. Siddharth Bansal, who is the co-founder of Magic Crate, which is India's frontline producer of uh, AAC products, uh, dry mix motors, and precast construction solutions. Uh, hi Siddharth, welcome to ELI. Yeah, hi Priya. Thanks for having me over. Uh, I am Siddharth Bansal. Uh, co-founder of Magic Read. So, uh, Siddharth, uh, tell us a bit about, uh, so uh, I am not from construction industry, so I don't understand what are the AAC products, Trimix, Precast. So, tell us about what are these things to our audience and uh, tell us a bit about yourself as well. Where do you come from? Where did you study and uh, how did you land up in the uh, venture that you are uh, building right now? Sure, sure. Uh, as I mentioned, uh, I am a co-founder of Magicrete. Uh, we are uh, into building materials industry and we are India's largest uh, AAC blocks and AAC panels company with a cumulative capacity of around 15 lakh cubic meters. Uh, AAC blocks, uh, when we started the company in 2009, uh, we were probably doing a top line of say 8-10 crores. And in last year, we are now doing a daily turnover of more than 1 crore rupees. So we have really scaled up this business. Uh, I did I did my BTEC from IIT Delhi and then did my PGDM from IIM Lucknow. After that, I worked in consulting with McKinsey and Company and then a private private equity fund called Lighthouse. Mm -hmm. uh, so when we when we started right in 2009, we realized that uh, uh, after cement and steel. Bricks are the most used walling material. And we realized that uh, in Indian construction, it was primarily done by probably one lakh brick kilns, uh, which produce 60, 70,000 crores of clay bricks. And we, we thought, why are why is this industry so fragmented, so unorganized, and also so polluting? So can we do something about it? And then we came across a wonderful product. Uh, it was called AAC Blocks invented in Europe in 1920s, 1930s. And in, at that time in India, there were only a couple of factories. And Europe and China, nearly half the walling was done using this product. So we thought, why not really scale up this product? So that is how we entered into the AAC blocks and AAC panels industry. And uh, that's, that's the flagship product as of now. And over time, we added new emerging products because we became a uh, as we continued to increase our capacities and we became the largest in the country we realized our brand is gaining prominence so we tried to add new constructive construction technologies which help to make homes better faster and cheaper so for that drive we entered into uh, construction chemicals tile adhesives, waterproofing chemicals, and 3D precast. So those were the additions which we kept on adding as we uh, went ahead in our journey. Got it. So uh, to start with, uh, one thing I'm curious, uh, so you worked at uh, all the good companies before starting entrepreneurship. Why did you, uh, why did you quit in the first place and start with this uh, entrepreneurial journey, which is sometimes very uncertain and you don't know uh, if your venture will succeed or fail? And uh, also, I wish to understand uh, why construction, because startups, building startups, uh, most of the startups go into internet space or fintech, there are multiple areas, but very few startups are into construction. 
so uh, what were the hypothesis and what were the initial uh, thought process uh, that uh, that that was uh, running in her in your head right so i think one thing on the on the manufacturing side right so when we graduated uh, so the company was actually started by my brother in 2009 uh, and uh, i was on this on the sidelines for the first few years i was there i was knowing what is happening but i was still on the side and i joined him full time in 2012 so uh, manufacturing at that time obviously was not that kind of you know typically uh, young entrepreneurs used to stay away from it but we had some manufacturing background from our family and my, my dad had a business in manufacturing uh so that was one reason and secondly i realized one thing right when when we say india is a 3 trillion dollar economy and it has to grow to a 10 trillion dollar economy uh we we say india will grow three times it cannot happen just by by services right manufacturing has to grow three times and uh we we are kind of privileged from from the best institutions in the country if we don't create companies of of manufacturing if we don't create something of scale in manufacturing we as a country we cannot just be growing from three times by by only doing services we require a huge manufacturing base so people like us who have access to knowledge who have, who can get access to capital i think people like us really need to scale up manufacturing so that is also a driving force particularly in our industry we realized uh, there are a lot of inefficiencies uh, so if i talk about ac blocks in particular where we entered so if you look at the top top things right material energy labor uh, all these things were highly inefficient so if i compare energy uh, the traditional clay bricks consume four times more energy compared to ac blocks if i talk about labor they are also we are four times more efficient one fourth labor is required in terms of material we use one third the material and also clay bricks they use the top soil and they destroy around 60000 acres of land of agriculture land every year whereas we use fly ash as the raw material so labor energy raw material there is huge efficiency 3 to 4 times efficiency in each of them uh, as we we realize as we grow from say 2009 and we move forward uh, all the energy price labor price material prices are going to rise and at some point there will be a huge inflection point where people will shift to from from bricks to our industry and we actually saw that thing happening in the last 5 years energy prices have kind of doubled uh labor prices have kind of doubled land prices have more than tripled so because of cumulative impact of all this has been the brick prices have grown grown from say 3 rupees per brick to now 8 rupees 9 rupees a brick and our product is nearly same or say a 20 25% rise in in price in the last 10 years so we saw a huge inflection point people who were using uh, inefficient products like bricks they started moving to a more efficient product so we could see that efficiency playing a role in scaling up so uh, this was a huge driver entering into an industry which is scalable uh, a 60000 crore a large scalable industry and uh, where there were labor and energy and material inefficiencies so those those two things we could see at that time and we actually saw the results happening and how it evolved over time so and uh, one thing is we realized we don't want to enter into industry which is say only a total potential of 200 crores right even if you are the largest in that industry 
there is a limit to where we can reach we wanted to be in, in an industry which is huge where we even after spending 13 14 years now we still feel there is a lot of room to grow we are a 350 crore top line company and we still feel that there is a huge potential to grow even from now so thankfully we are not in an industry which we can't scale beyond a point gotcha. uh you spoke about technology and scale so can you tell us how are you deploying the latest technologies to you know uh, add scale and uh, what are the uh, new things that you are doing at your uh, venture right i think on on technology one is on the product side innovation uh, and other on the process side so on the product side if i talk uh, we we are doing something called 3d precast where we we got a project from so ministry of urban housing under pm modi they launched a competition where more than 100 companies participated and we were shortlisted in the top 6 and we actually are just about to complete 1008 homes in ranchi using a technology called 3d precast so the whole house the whole the, the whole or whatever 1008 homes were built were broken down into uh, elements and so when we are making seven towers of eight stories each, we broke them down into 10,000 elements. Those elements, which are walls, which are pods, they are built just adjacent to the site. They are built like a Lego. And then they are placed using cranes. Uh, and the whole thing was made in, in 12 months, 15 months. And uh, so that this, this was the largest 3D precast construction happening in India. So that is on the product side. Apart from AC blocks and AC panels, we have been able to introduce such innovative products in the country. Uh, coming on the process side, we realize that as we scale up, uh, we need to do a lot of innovations around the process. So uh, if I talk about on the customer side, we have created an app called BuildMart, where we have got 10,000 contractors on our platform and they they can directly access our products. They can place order. They can see, they can redeem coupons. And probably we distributed coupons worth one crore to our direct contractors who are using our products. So using technology, we could scale on the customer side. On the Salesforce side, we have got an app called, we made an in-house app called Sarthak, where all the 100 plus sales team members who are going in the market, uh, they can access our uh, they can directly place order into the ERP. They can see the customer ledgers. So it, it just makes their life very easy. And they're always connected to our ERP on the back end. So uh, this has been another innovation. Uh, in fact, we are quite happy. Microsoft uh, actually featured our company as a company who are using their products really well. So their ERP called Business Central, uh, then their tools like Power BI and Office 365. So we have been able to utilize all of them really well and microsoft was quite happy with the way we are using their products to scale up our business uh the other element is on the on the manufacturing side we have been able to use iot right iot has been the buzzword of manufacturing mm. so all the data in our factories uh, we have been able to have an interface a uh, scada plc interface and all the data gets fed into a backend where we are able to see the live performance of all our four factories uh, on on our, on our dashboard and also entering and doing things like predictive maintenance now where we can actually see if a machine is getting uh, going to fail in the next 30 days or next 15 days we are going to change it beforehand so there is a lot of scope of innovation in iot in manufacturing side so 
these four or five things, the customer app, the uh, Salesforce app, IoT in plants, those four or five things have been really beneficial for us to scale up our business because we moved from one factory to now four factories and adding few more. Uh, it's not possible to scale up business without uh, use of technology. What are the different challenges that you faced along the way while building and growing this venture? I, I think the biggest challenge, I would say, uh, when when there was in, between 2016 and 2019, when there were things like demonetization and GST, that are all coming into play, real estate had the worst two or three years. Uh, and obviously, there were a lot of industry tailwinds and there were a lot of... Uh, so, but at that time, I think what we realized that those times you should really double down on your business and uh, we at that time invested a lot in in our our plants in terms of cost efficiencies in terms of quality in terms of service we realized that this is the time to really focus on the basics and at that time nearly 25 percent of our competitor factories got shut down uh, because of tough market and we just doubled down on the business and when the things started improving uh, the last two years have been the best years for our of our journey. So the kind of margins we were able to make, the kind of performance we were able to deliver, it was the best the last two years. So when the things get tough, I think that's the time when entrepreneurs should really start focusing on the basics and double down on the business. Most of the people at that time kind of exit the business, but it is the right time to really invest and double down. So we, uh, we I think on, on hindsight, hindsight uh, we 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 quite happy that we were smart at that time. Uh, but at that time, you obviously you are like really really uh, on the floor that we need to get our factory right, and you actually think whether we will will be able to survive this downturn or not. But once you come out of it, you realize those were the best learnings. So we still go back to those times, and the learnings from those times are helpful even now. Any any pivot uh, that you have done to your venture? As in, uh, uh, I mean, uh, any changes to your business model that you have done? So, in terms of our flagship product, which is AAC Blocks, uh, we still con that continues to be a strong pillar of our growth. And uh, but we, I would not say pivot, but we've been able to add new product lines uh, in our business because we realized that as as we are entering into uh, our customer base is taking many more products and we becoming a brand, there's an opportunity to, to add more verticals. So from one vertical company, now we are a four verticals company. We have been able to add construction chemicals, tile addresses, waterproofing, and 3D precast. So we've been able to add more verticals. So not pivot per se, but just adding adjacent products in our portfolio. So another question I have is around the AC block. So as you rightly mentioned, the AC blocks, uh... It, it was already there in European market, but in Indian market, it was not there. How did you crack the Indian market with a new product? Because uh, there's a tendency uh, that, uh, you know, uh, people follow the trend. Nobody wants to, you know, try new products, uh, especially when, when it comes to the fundamental things like bricks, cements. Uh, nobody wants to, you know, change the existing uh, trends. So how did you crack the market? I think we we focused on two things. One is uh, availability, and other is awareness. 
So I think these are the two important features. Uh, we realized that we need to make our product available. And for that, we added a lot of distributors. So we'll have close to 1000 plus distributors in our channel. And those are our partners who have been able to really go to a tier two, tier three, tier four town and making the product available. Because if there is not, if, if, right. So if, if I look at a FMCG company like ITC, they are present in millions of outlets and everywhere. They are present every nook and corner. So one of the big reasons, one of the main way to sell is to make yourself available. And our competing products like the bricks, they were available at each rural village. So we also realized that we need to be more available. So adding more distributors and also using our app, reaching out to contractors who can get our direct loyalty. So that is on the availability side. And second is on the awareness side where we need to educate the benefits of the product. All right. So this product has, apart from being green, there's huge advantages. So our first pitch to our customer was your walling can be free. So this product is, as I, as I mentioned, it is one third the weight. So if you design the building using AAC blocks, the whole building is one third the weight. The dead load of the building reduces, say from 100 tons to 30 tons. So the, the cement and steel in the foundation, that can be reduced. The savings in those foundation is more than the cost of walling. So our first pitch was your walling can be free. So we participated in exhibitions and that was the punchline. Your walling can be free. So that attracted customers that how can walling be free? So, and that was the first campaign. And then we have been able to build many more campaigns around our cost advantage, uh, thermal insulation advantages, and uh, things like no seepage. In, no seepage. So in North India, if you look at walls, uh, there are a lot of the efflorescence problem as well seepage, efflorescence, so all these problems with the traditional products, we have been able to highlight in various campaigns. Uh, so our, we have got probably 10,000 plus followers on, on Facebook, on LinkedIn, and we've been able to send, send messages across to our customers. So we are trying to create awareness of the products, so availability plus awareness. I think these are the two areas where we have been focusing in the last 10, 15 years. But as I said, our job is still not done. Uh, as an industry, we have been able to create probably a 10% dent in the market, uh, in the in the traditional market. So there's a long way to go. There's still 90% of the market still out there. We need to increase on both of these fronts on availability as well as awareness to uh, give a competition to the incumbent. Mm -hmm. Got you. Uh, I think... Uh, I you are a startup which has also raised funds so tell us about your fundraising experience considering you are from construction industry and again as i mentioned uh, uh, pe uh, people in tech people in uh, fintech saas these are the cool startups investors want to invest in but somebody from construction industry going to investors pitching for the uh, funds I think that that's a difficult journey um, uh, for me. So how 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 do you describe your investment raising experience? Right. Uh, so we've been uh, fortunate to raise funds uh, two times. So we, we raised first in 2013 and now very recently in, in, in 2023. Um, so when we actually went to the investors with a manufacturing plan, obviously not many people uh, uh, used to start start in manufacturing. So our pitch was quite simple that uh, we, are in, we are in an industry which is going to scale up rapidly. 
investors look at the potential to scale up and uh, our industry obviously at that time had huge opportunity to scale up and uh, from from 50 crore stock line in 2013 we have now as i said 350 crore so we have been really able to scale up adding from one factory to four factories now so at that time also the investors could see the huge opportunity to scale up and the other thing is obviously uh, one thing which which helped is because of our background uh, as i mentioned did my uh, uh, I, I worked in 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 a private equity fund before that before i joined full time so because of that experience i actually knew what the investors are looking for so our team obviously my my brother uh, he is also from iit khadakpur so uh, they could understand that this team is led by people who understand what they're doing and want to scale up in a business and I think the comfort of the investors was good from day one. They could understand that they will run the company professionally and with good corporate governance. So I think all those all those things fell in place. The investors look for good scalable business models with uh, promoters who are 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 willing for corporate governance. I think those all those all those things fit the block. And uh, thankfully, in 2023, this year also we were able. To to uh, raise, we are as we are expanding, we are able to raise one more round of capital, and we just welcomed our new set of investors. And one of the biggest satisfaction which we have that the old investors are still continuing with us, and they want to continue with our journey even after spending ten years. So I think they also are looking for are, are also looking at growth in the company. So that's the biggest sense of of satisfaction to us that our existing investors continue to support us as we are scaling up the business. So all these years of entrepreneurship, I think uh, entrepreneurship is a journey where you learn a lot of life lessons as well as corporate lessons. Uh, so tell us about what are the key lessons or most interesting lessons that you have learned as an entrepreneur that we can also take away and probably apply to our ventures as well. I think few lessons. First is when we are entering into a business, we should definitely look at a large opportunity with just potential to scale up because we don't want to want to spend eight, 10 years into an industry. And then you realize that the scale is not enough to fulfill your aspirations. So the opportunity has to be a large, a large opportunity, uh, which can be scaled up and to see before others see the trend. So in our case, we could see the inflection point around labor and energy and material costs and our product becoming cheaper than the incumbent. The second thing is the relentless focus for the idea uh, because there will be tough times. As I mentioned in 2016 to 2019, three years we had the toughest times where we are not able to make adequate money. Those times, there's a relentless focus because at that time, obviously, you also get, you also see around, you see other people are doing startups uh, in, in, uh, in technology. So do, are we doing the right thing? there's a tendency to lose your focus but at that time you should double down your effort so instead of getting defocused and getting distracted i think we continue to focus so relentless focus on the idea because we believed in the idea and that time that no our uh, our time would come because the basics are in place that infection point is around the corner so it's a couple of more years of slogging and then things will will improve so at that time relentless focus and Third is uh, perseverance. I think doing consistently what co consistently doing what you're doing and improving using technology to scale up. So building the right 
tools where when you scale up from from now also when we when we look at our our company as we are scaling up we realize that the tools of technology are in place so when we grow from here to us here 3x 4x kind of growth our basic systems are in place so our business will not be shaky when we scale up so these are three four areas got it my final question tell us what is the meaning of entrepreneurship for you how do you define the term entrepreneur or who is an entrepreneur as per you i think entrepreneur to us is uh, to me is a risk taker uh, who is ready to uh, who likes to take measured risks and enjoy that journey got it well uh, on this note uh, we will close the session thanks for your time uh, mr siddharth and it was a pleasure to have you on our platform and our best wishes for magic red thank you priya it was really nice to talk to you likewise thank you thank you